Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co's here, Ryan. We did a hundred of them. And Scott. hundred episodes, guys. It's all crazy. It's all good, guys. hundred more, hundred more. Yes, hundred episodes, hundred official episodes, not counting all the patron content and Let's Plays that we have done we're here, boys. We made it. We did it. We did it. And most people would get, hang it up now. But we are not those people. <laughs> not those people. No, because we we're will never let it die. Crazy well, we all crazy. we all hit our thirties, and thus we had to hit our subclass. We had to hit our subclass. We, 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 we all chose podcast. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah. Well, what were some of the other options? Like beer drinker. Beer drinker. Yeah, beer I guy. actually. Beer, I was cross class for a while, and then I had, I, I I decided to respec and reset. And re-specialize into podcaster because I just don't drink anymore. <laughs> yes, everyone, welcome. It is 100 episodes, and this is a very special episode. We are going to be talking about a lot of different things this episode, so strap on in because well, we're going to be here for a minute. How's you guys' gaming been? Pretty good. Um, let's see, what did I actually... I actually have a little bit of a dry spell. Uh, played D&D with you guys. That was great. I uh, haven't had any. Well, I had. Well, I had vampire, but we already talked about that. Uh, my my regular vampire game is on the holiday hiatus, mm-hmm. which makes me sad. Did you do it last week? No. We didn't. Oh, I'm very sad. It's alright. Yeah, it's fine. We, we everyone is in holiday mode, and we need a, we need a bit of a break. That's fine. But it's cool. We'll be back for the new year, uh, and we'll pick right back up at the action. It'll be fine. Um, we've got D&D this Wednesday for mm-hmm. Rack Inc. Uh, which is going to be fun, which will be in the brand new, almost identically from the way it, the way it looks, but completely different technologically set up in the Simulacra yes. studio. Uh, over the weekend, I helped Scott set this up. He got all the equipment. It's going to move much better than it has previously. I'm super looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's, it, we have, we're going to be doing a, a full t- full run test of it on Wednesday, which is kind of the reason that the Ack Inc. game exists. Yes. Um, well, other than I want to play the Ack Inc. game because it's fun, but it exists as sort of a testing ground for the tech and the setup. Yep. Uh, and when we when we get the, the results back from that, when I, I see whether if it's up to my standard for live broadcast... Yep. Yes. That is when we I will seriously get the live broadcast games in gear. Which I'm looking forward to. Uh, anything else game-wise? <sighs> Disco Elysium yeah. uh, has been eating my soul yep. because it is good. It uh, is a good game. If you want to hear more about that, one buck a month will get you patron content, which means you get to hear uh, talk us talk about Disco Elysium. I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to. When, when Matthew plays it, I'm sure we will have a talk about it. We might actually do an episode about it. Because uh, that is a role-playing role playing game. game. That is a role-playing game. We haven't done a C- CRPG in a while. No, we have not. I, on the docket. It's All happening. Right. Done. Done and done, everyone. What's a in CRPG? The- Computer RPG. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering if that was a, a like a, a, a sly term for like you walk around and talk to people game. So you'd have a LA RPG. Shut up. Um, <laughs> um, Ryan, what about your gaming? Kuno doesn't fucking care. Kuno doesn't fucking care. You're Kuno's pig now. <laughs> that's that's fair. I cut his pig's head off. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. We'll stop. Uh, gaming's <laughs> been fun. I played D&D with these chuckleheads. This goes on. Got TPK'd. Oh man, we almost got it. We almost went down in Avernus. That was Fucking that was wizards. rough. Fucking fireball. I got, I got comments about the the that the first 
part of that adventure and how hard that, those challenges are. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, let me let me just say that I, I have a pretty good brain for like encounter, like what what PCs can handle and what they can take. I don't quite agree with uh, the statting on that encounter. Nope. If you're supposed to be not l- level two, I uh, level three. Even yeah. if you guys are a uh, higher level than you're supposed to be. Yeah. And- well, here's the, I, I guess like okay, we got fireballed in a hole essentially yeah. twice. Yeah. And I just don't understand what they were thinking of putting. Like I get it's like oh you're supposed to sneak. It's like you should know better than to fucking pigeonhole. Uh, I- PCs into that shit. That's my my observation of that is there's a couple suggestions of spells they use. Fireball is in there, but Fireball is in the spell slot of third levels that they know because they only know two third levels. I was like, animate dead and Fireball. Well, that I know what I'm using my my third level slots for. And I would never ask you not to. Yeah, but... it's like why why purposely undercoat uh, undercut an NPC like that. But other than you know playing D and D. Yep. Yes, I, my soul has been eaten by Disco Elysium. I have beaten it once. I am halfway-ish th- through it again. You said it was like a 20-hour game, somewhere around there? 20 to 30. Oh. Yeah, I lost an in-game day uh, oh. reinstalling it. Ouch. I don't know why that <laughs> happened. Like, it's like either you lose all your saves or none, or you, you don't. I don't know where they're saved. I, I, I did try to find... Well, it's obviously in the cloud somewhere because it's installed on a completely fresh PC. Right. Yep. Hoping I can get a hold of the physical. Files, but but uh, for my gaming, um, not much else other than doing D&D with you guys, helping you guys set up, TBKing the Avernus group. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, yeah, mostly things on the horizon. I've been doing some research uh, into a new game called uh, Ironsworn. Mm. I expect me to talk about it some more in the future once we once we have a little extra free time uh, as far as gaming is concerned. Because that one seems very intriguing to me. Uh, it has a solo mode. Yeah, I, I, that's super intriguing, and I, it's, I bet I need to read it in order yes. to... Yes, uh, but uh, regardless, let's go hop right into the news, because we get a lot, actually a lot of news to talk about, surprisingly Indeed. enough. Matthew has much news to speak of. <laughs> because Ryan has none. I have an item. What uh, is your item, sir? My item is a bit of bad news. <laughs> oh, ooh. It's something I ugh. found out a couple hours ago. Oh, oh man, I really hope that I did an official. It's not official, but it says... It, it's coming from a source that's pretty reliable. Um, apparently, the player's guide for Vampire that's in development by Modifius, uh, they they said that it was going to have all 13 clans. Was that a lie? Apparently, it's a lie. Oh, oh sad. That, uh, it turns out that was a lie. Indeed, it was. Uh, they There's are, nothing sacred in ba- de- de- Based on a interview that Matthew Dawkins did, uh, and then I I saw him chime in on the Facebook post that discussed this, pretty much confirming it. Um, uh, Ravnos is out. Ah, interesting. Uh, and uh, Zimsi is a maybe at this point. Uh, it, like ever? Like we'll not? No, not ever. For, oh, the, for, for the, the players, guys. Okay. Okay. Which okay. I'm a little disappointed in that. You know, they said was a Misi. The they may or may not be in the book. It's still up, I, I, up okay. in the air. And that sounds like they're in the Sabbat book. I'm just, I'm a Ravnos fanboy, and we all know, know this, but I can understand leaving them out mm-hmm. because they are very small right now. Like, they are a clan that still exists. Mm-hmm. It's 
pretty clear in Beckett's Jihad Diary that they're doing fucking great, actually. Yeah, they're back. Like, they're back, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their Methuselahs woke up and had and, and they and had like, a sexy party. Well, this ain't... What's all this? What's all this then? Yeah, it was a lot of what's all this and let's have a sexy party in a, in a, in a weird place. And Beckett was... Tripped out of his mind. Yeah, he but was. He really was. That was a great chapter. That was a good chapter. Have chap. you finished Beckett's yet, by the way? I am, I believe, I just did the one about Aristotle's library getting plundered. That's a fun one. Very near the end, then. Yeah. Like, I'm like 475 pages. Yeah. And that's a great book, by the way. It. If you love you some vampires, get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have told me, you guys got me re-interested, because I remember you well, handing- I lended it to you. But I only read the Southern chapter- like the, that southern okay. section about specifically that stuff. I didn't read all of the other stuff. Which there's a lot in that. There's book. a lot in that. It book. tells but you basically everything that's happening in every part of the world. Mm-hmm. It's basically a big old meta plot roundup uh, leading into V5, which uh, actually I'm cool with. Yeah. So yeah, no Ravnos in the upcoming player's guide. It's not not to say that they won't come back in some form, but apparently not in that book. And we may or may not get Zemisi in there as well. I mean, I just I just can't imagine that they. I know they they're very very against doing mm-hmm. like super custom disciplines. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing Shimmerstree might be. I mean, but it's just dominate. It's just some. It's much like dementation. It's a mixture mm-hmm. of dominate and obfuscate. Mm-hmm. I feel like Shimmerstree could just they could do it with dominate and, and obfuscate. Because it's just making people well, believe Well, it also things. may be, and this will lead in later on to the hot takes that we'll get into, is it may also be a cultural thing yeah. of trying to write about them and revise them to be more uh, aware of, of where the roots of that culture well, come from. Yeah, if, they need, if they're going to write Ravnos, they have to do the Indian subculture. Like, it has mm-hmm. to be African, Indi- Africa, mm-hmm. India... Like that area, because that's really where that's the where the living. Mm-hmm. If Beckett's is to be believed, that's where the living Methuselahs are, and that's where they embraced all the new Ravnos. Yeah. Right, so, and then I mean they called people in, like they did mm-hmm. call a number of folks in, but it was a clan. It was a clan meetup. It was like, hey guys, it was basically we are- every, everyone who's left who's still on board with the mission. Yes, um, and the and like one. I think Bruja, Archon, mm-hmm. and Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on for the ride. They were on for the ride. Yeah. But how's about liked Beckett? Yeah, he likes him. You're nice. I but like I, you. But I can totally see the, see the Zemisi being inside the Sabbat book whenever they decided to get around to doing Sabbat Yeah, it, it certainly is. Well, I mean, that, someone made a comment that you know, if they do Zemisi, then the book has to be gross. Yeah. Like, there has to be some grossness in the book, and they may or may not want to go that gross in the player's guide. But, I agree with that. I, I think oh, so. I'm fine. I'm 100 fine with this if this just means we get a good product later. Yeah. If yeah. like if if we get something written, they, I mean, it might be the fact that they could not find someone capable, like who had the the chops right. to write them. Right. I mean, because there is a lot of Eurocentric, and then you know, like yeah. Africa and India centric. Yeah. So you want to get well, I mean, the right writers for that. You, you got either you either got to get the right writers who have they need someone like, they need someone who's of Indian descent. They need someone who is of Roma descent. Or at the very least, you have to get people who are absolutely one hundred percent willing to do the raw research. To get talk to scholars, yeah, yeah, talk to scholars, get, talk get to, into that, talk to the people, talk to the people themselves, talk to actual people. Because <laughs> yeah. to be fair, for RPGs, you sometimes you mm-hmm. can't afford or find the, the writers you need to, to have the right. So, but you can you can pay for consultants, absolutely. At the very least, you can pay for consultants. So 
like I said, if those if they're not in there and we just get like a better written product, like a mm-hmm. a, a well written product later, great. Yeah, Matthew Matthew Dawkins basically said that you know even he he basically put put his his rep on the line saying like even without the Ravnos, this book is going to be so filled with new information, usable information, I mean, mechanics, and, and, you also and, get and, like, and plot stuff. So when you do, the, say, the 13 clans, are we talking about, like, down to, like, the original 13, like Cappadocian? And- well, that's, well, that the Cappadocians and the Hecata, which is what they're called in the modern nights, yeah. are going to be detailed in Curses of the Blood Gods. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get that information, and we're probably also going to get that information, a, a version of it in the Player's Guide as well. Uh, probably a more, obviously, a bridge version, because it's not a whole book. Well, yeah. they are, their their story stuff. is long and forking. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, there's well that's the, that's why they sort of rebranded them as the Hecata, uh, because there's got the Cappadocians, the Harbingers of Skulls, Skulls the Giovanni, the, the Samede, uh Whatever the, else, the, 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 sect of, they're, they're the necromancy the, sect. Necromancy, yeah, it's like yeah. all the death clans. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. okay, well, like the, evolved the, in death. The they're, terrible root, the terrible rooting branches that come from Asher Cappadocius yeah. himself. And right. actually, there's a like, there's an entire like one of the Becca Jihad Diary chapters oh, is yeah. about the one about the Giovanni oh. is actually about a meeting of the clan, the sect of death. Basically, yeah. like all of them in one place. Yep. Like a, and trying to hash some some hash stuff some out. Shit out like, and it goes about as shittily as you think it might. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, basically, the one thing that unites the, like all the desperate things is fuck the Giovanni. Yeah, yeah, fuck fuck the Giovanni. Well, then. Yeah. They're, they've always felt, actually, in my mind, from the Giovanni and Red Redem, felt very much like the Tremere in just the, the idea of these are the upstart bastards mm-hmm. compared to the other, when everyone looks at them, because they're the they're a newer clan, quote unquote, plus they feel like they have like stolen power. Well, the difference between them and the Tremere is that the Giovanni, um, they they played their card early and said we're neutral. Yes. We're not getting involved. Right. Like we like they made an arrangement of basically saying, Yeah, we're bad, we're terrible, but we're not gonna fuck with you if you don't fuck with us. We are small and we are by by the nature of being neutral, we have to keep ourselves small, which means you will never be a big threat to any of you guys. Like we have our dom we have these domains yep. that are ours. And as long as everything's cool, everything's cool. But I am definitely looking forward to Cults of the Blood Gods for the Hekata yes. and all the other stuff, particularly the Lilith stuff, because that's my bag. Yep. Uh, but that's coming out soon. That's apparently the next Onyx Path Kickstarter, which I'm whoop, super whoop. interested in. Um, yes, yes, very much so. Uh, and other news, um, PAX uh, um, Unplugged was this over this last weekend, and we got some cool announcements, one of which is... Hunter's Entertainment is... Pr- is Developing Werewolf the Apocalypse Fifth Edition. You won't be seeing it till 2020, uh, 2021. Bleh. 2021, yes. Uh, no, 2120. It's fucking future, <laughs> man. 120, 100 years, man. Oh, no, no. And now I'm just, Rush is starting to play yeah, in the background. Exactly. Um, Get your rage die out, kids. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, they've done um, uh, kids, kids on, on bikes. bikes. They've done a few other good games. Uh, they done they're doing the altered carbon one. Fun. They are a TTRPG. I think they're going to do probably just do a fine job, especially since they have a good template to run off of. I mean, V five. Yeah, as long as they keep the the skin. I mean, okay, it really depends on. They have to make werewolves Fucking, scary. Yeah, they have to. They be- have to you know, death machines. But yeah, it it it's not hard to do that within the same confines of the system to make it all 
lineup, like say you would want to have Hunger Die versus a Rage Die. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Gonna be I, I knew that the moment I read about Hunger Die, I was like, you could easily convert this to well, a Rage that Die. The, that was the point. They were trying that with Chronicles of Darkness too, yeah. trying to get everyone like all on the same page. Your power stat, basically. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's also they're going to be going through an interesting, just like V five, a holistic wide-spanning revision of the setting from that particular supernatural type in order to update it to modern sensibilities and modern perspectives. Because from what we've been told, the apocalypse that we understood didn't happen, or some version may have happened, but now they're even more on the back foot than they were, Mm -hmm. Um, which puts an interesting idea of what are the tribes going to be like, how was the relationships like, are we going to lose tribes? Are almost almost entirely are they gone? Like red talents, they could almost be entirely gone. They could be. They could be very. They could be minor tribes. Like very minor. Um, and I'm just very interested to see how they put it all together and make it work. Um, so good on them for getting that license. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that uh, has been announced is there's another D and D thing. Uh, live live actual play is going to be called D and D Presents. Um, it's going to have a new cast and it's mostly new cast. Mostly new cast. The reason why I bring it up as the news here is because there was a kerfuffle while back with Dice Camera Action. There was some controversy in the back end with the uh, with the players and their personal lives we're not going to go into extreme detail right now about that man but, i don't care but in this new D present they brought about half the literally half the old cast and two new people to make four people uh with jeremy crawford as the gm to basically chris perkins. Be, sorry apologize chris perkins they are basically it's going to be one of their new flagship from D wizards mm, it's, proper it's, it's the official D Game. Actual play, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that came out of PAX Unplugged that would be interesting to discuss. I mean, plenty, but yeah. it's still filtering out. Yes, it is. It is. Um, yeah, and other than that, I can't think of anything else other than just it's the holiday time, so go out and buy your games. Yeah, the, the, them them online sales have already happened. Yes. But I'm sure there'll be, will be one around Christmas time. Yep. All right. Um, with any, anything else? Anything else? Nope. I'm good. Uh, that means we're going to go into the main show, um, and since this is the 100th episode... The transition. Uh, the transition. <gasps> um, I would be remiss not to make sure I gave everyone the attention and that they solely deserve as being audience members of Polyhedron for so very long, uh, especially our patrons who yes. decided to give us money. You crazy, money beautiful people. So I want to go, go over, and we're going to talk about some of this because I asked everyone, hey, guys... Give us shout outs. Give us things that you want us to say on uh, on air and or uh, give us accolades and or things you'd like to us to talk about for the hundredth episode. So I want to make sure to get make sure I get everyone involved in this. So we're going to start. Um, first thing is Miss Mo Ferrer. Mo Ferrer. Mo Ferrer. Uh, she uh, she states uh, we stand polyhedron. They are the preferred three man band Georgia based role playing podcast in this household. Thank you very much. Thank Mo. you, Mo. Oh, thanks, Mo. We appreciate that. Um, uh, we have gotten also a very extensive email and a very nice email from one of our biggest patrons. Our producer, yeah. You're basically our producer, uh, Mr. Uh, Michael Tyson. He's been around for a very long time. Uh, he's backed us for a very long time. And his email basically encompasses that he deeply appreciates the show. 
Um, he's a international audience member. I believe he is in England. Mm-hmm. And he, he states that even though his social circles are small, and he but he tries to, to get people to listen to the show, he deeply appreciates us. He really thinks of us as like, like just an extra voice in the RPG community and just keeping him up to date on certain things as well as just like hanging out with the guys with your RP with your gaming buddies. And we appreciate that. We we're here for you, man. We absolutely are. Thank you. That's very sweet. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I, I like the idea of being the voice that you listen to while you're doing your dishes. Or something. <laughs> I'm actually completely fine with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if, if you enjoy having us chatter in your ear, uh, if if we're if we're the guys in the room that uh, you know make make your make your day a little better, and if yep. we can inform or enlighten or educate or just amuse or enrage you, yeah, I mean me too. I mean, I'm real good at that. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but we really appreciate it. Um, I'm just super happy we've been able to connect to some of an audience. Um, that's definitely a little bit of self-reflection. When I started this, I was doing it for various different reasons. A, I wanted to test out podcasting. I wanted to see what it was like. But also was like trying to promote headcanon and do a few other things. And, uh, and then it's grown and changed as my life has grown and changed. And I've grown into like, even on times when I felt like, ah, I don't really want to edit. I want to do it. I do want to bring out a product for everyone. I do want to showcase because I think... We catalyze a lot of opinions that sort of circle around on the internet, as well as our local gaming friends, and really bring it to some perspective. Indeed. Uh, and I definitely appreciate both Scott and Ryan for helping me do that. We like how much you edit stuff. Yeah. yeah. We like all the work you do that we don't have to. <laughs> don't think I don't know that. But anyways, but also, we're not done with Mr. Michael Tyson just yet. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, he actually has some specific questions he, he would like us to go over. So let's go over them. Rock. Hit me. You got it. Uh, class one, uh, did you think you would ever reach 100 episodes? No. Mm. I thought it was possible. I, I didn't think I would be here for it. Oh. Oh. Well, you're here. I, I'm a quitter, you see. <laughs> <laughs> not on my watch. They keep they keep asking me to come back. <laughs> I so, don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, I sort of I had a rough patch about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and I was probably I don't think I was present for I was present off and on for most of the episodes. I was around for most of it, but there were times when it's just like, man, I sure would rather hang myself than go record right Aww. now. Oof. But I would. Hey, it's not about you guys. It's about me, just like everything else. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, everything revolves. Right? Oh, at least you're honest about it. At least, at least you know how to. Yeah, have that perspective. No, uh, for me, I knew we'd probably get to 100. Um, if we got past our like our first year, I had a feeling we'd get to our 100. Especially as I kept pushing better quality and all this other stuff, um, sunk cost fallacy and all oh, that. Oh yeah, I know. We got to do it. We yeah. spent, all, spent all this money. They give uh, us all this money. Um, but get, also, um, yeah. I actually thought we would be in a different position in a at the 100th episode, and not in like a bad way. Actually, thought we'd be transitioning away from general conversations and more just doing actual plays. But I'm very happy we are still actively finding topics to talk about, getting interviews, and really producing like direct content for people. I, I'm a glad we're still a more of a meta discussion yes. podcast than an actual play podcast because uh, there, there are a lot of yeah. I know. I do one. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. They can be right. have that sphere. But, we have this sphere. But within fine. our group, you're the one. I, that's true. Yeah. I am the yeah. one that does We're it. not all trying to do it under different 
That's nee. true. Banners. No, yes. I, I agree. I think the conversation, especially the conversation and the interviews that we do, are really fun, really informative. Um, it helps us sort of get ourselves out there. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it was really great to see people and talk to people at the night in question. Yeah. Um, as sort of um, like <laughs> Matthew Webb referred to us, us, us. as the, the media, pre- uh, the press. The I press, the media. Yeah, we were. Yeah, you're close to like the media, the press, whatever. <laughs> and I mean, that's funny. I don't listen. I know I'm not. I'm not super lovable. But next year, if you are a listener of Polyhedron, come bother me. Yeah, we would absolutely love to yeah. have a chat if you do listen. Yeah, I was talking to Matt, Matthew Webb about that. And I was like, there's no. I laughed it off like, ah, we're not the media. What are you talking about? And he was like, no, no. I get all my news from you guys. A handful of blogs and some angry Facebook posts. <laughs> I know because of you guys, I know more about what's going on in the gaming universe than any, than anything legitimate. You rest, so I was like, oh. You, Matt, you don't overload your beautiful brain. You keep it focused on making magic, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you, if, if we're what, the thing that you pour in there to get your little bit of news... More power. More power to you, man. Love it. All right. Yeah, but I'm very happy we've gotten to a hundred episode, and I won't say there will be a hundred more, but we're gonna keep on keeping on. Yeah, we'll be uh, old men. Uh, you guys have had a load of guests, both from the industry and just friends of the show. So, if given the chance, with no restriction on how, who would you most like to interview that you haven't already? John Wick. Yep, I knew that was gonna be the immediate response. John Wick. Um. I'm trying to. He think. makes cool games. I like him. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind having just Nikelion. That would and be that very. Would be. That would be pretty rad. Yeah, either him or one of the, or maybe yeah, yeah Jeremy Crawford. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy. Oh Crawford. yeah, we haven't had really had a big D and D like. Yeah, we've had Pathfinder guys. We've yeah. had um, football press folk. Yeah, Jerry Holkins. Ooh, oh wow. man, you're right. Yeah. No restrictions. Yeah, no restrictions. I have no restrictions. To, to, yeah, totally have Jerry Hawkins on the show. Dan Harmon, nice. Dan, not, yeah, no. Spencer uh, Crittenden. Uh, Spencer, actually, I tried to reach out to Spencer at one point. Never got a response, but All I right. tried to because uh, I think it would be super great to get Spencer on as well. Because you want to talk about a professional GM, like mm-hmm. with actual like Hollywood credit. There you go. Now he's the producer of Harmon Quest. I don't. They don't do Harmon Quest. Yes, they do. Oh, they still do. Harman oh, Quest. it is just elsewhere. Okay, I gotta find out where it's, it's behind at. a paywall somewhere. Which... It was on Crackle, and then Crackle went away. Yeah, and but yeah, there's a third season of it. Oh wow, somewhere. No, we got a third season. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Martin Erickson would be cool. Yep. Uh, just you know, big one of the bigger bigger minds behind V5. Uh, yep. Mark Ryan Hagen. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Basically, any of the really top tier big yeah. big wigs, we would love to be like. These are the some of the some of the uh, largest sort of stars in the sky as far as the RPG community currently stands. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely love to Matthew do that. Matthew Mercer. Wow, that would be a catch. A th- that Coville. Be, yeah, you know, Coville. Coville would be interesting. That would be a lovely conversation. I, yeah, I mean, I'm just you know, I'm just so glad that we've gotten to like, I don't know, get to talk to the. Yeah, I mean, we've talked yeah. to some pretty cool people. Some cool, so many cool people. That's one of the, if when I talk about our show, mm-hmm. the people, I do talk about the we are a meta discussion of gaming in general. But one thing I definitely push forward is our interviews because being able to say you've had interviews with people who make X X X X X X X it just 
for some reason, lend an air of legitimacy, which we sorely need. Oh, God. You know, it, you're absolutely, it's not just us in a basement talking to the void. It adds, say, no, we've actually reached out. We've talked to all of which have been super nice and much oh, yeah. easier to get in contact with than you think. I mean, we did, did have a nice interview with Jason Carl, and that yes, was super That was rad. rad. That was super rad. And it's one of those situations where it, because not a lot of people do what we do, which is meta conversation. I always put it as we talk about the culture of role play mm-hmm. because there's a lot that goes on in it from a personal perspective and a mechanical perspective. So I want to bring that up because a lot of people don't talk about that. If they do talk about it, they generally talk about one game like D&D. World of Darkness. Yeah, they Um, they only go from one lens, and we're trying to open that lens up to as many as we can, as much as we can, because we're always still. When you think about things in a sort of a higher context and outside of the scope of a single game, if you talk about understanding trope and understanding story beat and understanding development arc and every, when you treat it like screenwriting, I Mm. guess surprisingly enough, it. Just you, you become better all around. Like you. Well, you can also make comparisons between games. You can talk, you know, in depth about game A, game B, how they relate, how they, how they differ. Yeah, how and they I, differ. What, what, why does one of this work better for one situation and this work better for another situation? You know, just you could have hours of discussion on what type of play style a system informs just by the dice it makes your roll yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, I what mean, we're developing we've is, had that conversation. In some respect, we're developing the language of critique for role-playing games, because that's probably something that hasn't been, well, I mean, people have attempted it and done it, but it's not a it's not a commonplace thing. It's definitely not a mainstream thing because it hasn't been a mainstream inter- mm-hmm. piece of entertainment. Yeah, our scene is just now being blown up, you see. Yes. yes. And I welcome you all. Welcome. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. We totally forgot about this. Thank you for saying about blowing up. Going real quick back to a little bit of announcement that, that hits close to... A home here at Polyhedron. Matt? Yes. Matt? No, I don't know what he's about to say. <laughs> yeah, don't like, you do it. Matt, whatever you're about no, no, to say. No, no. I don't like where this is uh, going. At PAX Unplugged, Onyx Path has announced Exalted Essence. Oh, yeah. That's right. The do-over. Yikes. It's a real do-over, it reads. If you just read what it is, it's a total do-over. <laughs> I don't know why so, it's so funny to Sorry, me. I had to jump from Mike Tyson's questions to that because it was... I couldn't believe I'm looking at on the it third until you said that. I'm looking at the third edition book right now, man. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's so it's gonna, big. It's going to be a third that size and probably way more playable. Yeah. <laughs> so what they've announced is they're doing, and it's a long way off from ever seeing the light of day, but basically they're bringing back a whole bunch of second ed writers and some of the people that have worked on third ed, and they're basically creating not a new edition, as far as they've announced, is a slimmed down version of of exalted play rules it's basically Shadowrun anarchy yes like it's the anor- it's Shadowrun anarchy style of we've got this monster yep now we're going to cut the monster down and give you the parts of the monster that you need yeah because they 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 fully admitted that they want something they said in very coached language of we want something more approachable and playable to a new audience i was like that means you your thing is too big and clunky is what you're telling me mm-hmm. well i think what one of our earliest episodes was talking about Exalted. Yes. And we talked about it as a game that it is not whether you win, because you're a fucking Exalt and you can just pour your numbers and make yourself win. It's how you chose to win and how you chose, and occasionally you will lose, but 
you know, for the most part, exalts in the world enact their will upon it. Yes. And I, you don't need that thing over there to tell that. that to tell that story. You need Shadowrun Anarchy to tell that story. Because occasionally you clash with things that are as big as you, and honestly, you don't need that much granularity in it. Yep. Yeah, and, and I, more power to them. I am extremely interested to see it. I just wanted to bring it to everyone's attention because that was the next big thing I remember reading about. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm excited to I'm excited to see whenever it happens. Me too. Yep. Me yep. too. And we will keep everyone informed. But back to the question. We got one more from Mr. Tyson. Sorry Do for it. Sorry for that. I hope uh, our I hope our scatter shot of answers <laughs> uh, sort of was informative as to who. But yeah, th- this one's a really cool question. This is his last question. Finally, if there's an RPG line you would love to be directly involved in, either designing, producing, or even just being the team mascot, what would it be? Trinity Continuum. Interesting. I, I can. I can. I would absolutely peg you for that because. Oh yeah, you're the you're the yeah, great. That's, my, th- that's still my game. Uh, like I said recently on uh, Ian's tweet uh, relating to it, uh, I've been with that game since 1997 when I got tested for psionic latency at the Dragon Con booth, uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's been my game ever since. Uh, so I'm I'm down with that. Um, uh, I definitely this 2020 is the year that my big live stream Aeon game goes off. Yeah, that is when it's happening. That's burr, burr, burr. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's debuting in the first part of the year. Uh, now that the setup in the studio is golden, basically, yep, we just need to iron I'm, out. A I'm going to iron, iron out a few kinks. I'm going to get my cast together, and I'm going to go hard on that motherfucker. And I absolutely will be reaching out to Onyx Path uh, to to talk to them about it and 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 let them know what's happening with that because I definitely I would love to to have to i want to showcase that game to the world right and 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 i want to help them make that game uh as cool and and as as popular as it deserves to be correct uh and and they have i've already noticed because i do follow the onyx Pathcast on youtube they've been doing a lot more actual play yep, work they've got a lot of people doing actual plays they host them on their channel they, they they have them on their channel uh so i'm i'm optimistic about that because as of yet there hasn't been an Aeon game, which I'm surprised. Uh, I would rank the recommendation. Reach out now. Oh, I will. Once, once a few, once a few ducks get into a row, I'm going to reach out. Reach out and as let soon them as know. you can. Um, uh, what about you, Ryan? If you, if you had your druthers, I mean, if you're going to talk about the game that has informed me like the most about my role playing experience and the thing I've done the most, it'd be Dungeons and Dragons. But honestly, writing for Dungeons and Dragons sounds fucking boring. <laughs> it does. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't know enough about any of the other settings to want to write in them. I mean, I guess it would have to be Vampire. Like, I've read, I've gone out of my way to read so much of it. Like, <laughs> and I've very, and I've said before, I have barely played Vampire the Masquerade in my entire life. I have, in terms of like actual, like, hours spent playing the game itself, very, very small by comparison to most of the other games that I've been with for a long time. But in terms of just like I just like reading about the world that yeah. they've written, I just love the world of darkness. I I just think it's it's some good shit. It's really good, and it's genuinely horrifying in so mm-hmm. many ways. And, and I think that's what a good like story slash meta plot and world and setting really are. That's what that's there for is to really just suck you in and keep you there. I read clan books for fun, man. 
Me too. I did. I used to. Yeah. I like Dark Ages the most. That, that, I'm not saying I would have wanted to write for that. I'm just saying I just of I, all I never, the vampire never. stuff. I love Dark. I think Dark Ages. There's some cool shit in Dark Ages. Yeah, yeah some I imagine fun stuff so. in Dark Ages. Um, as for what I would like to write, Ed Poor, um, I can't say much about it right now. But let's just say everyone out there in TV land, I may actually be getting my wish. Um, there is there are some things in the works that I may be doing some work for one of my favorite game. So it may become a very real thing for me. I can't say a lot because I have not 100% nailed it down. But in that... Um, Checking in the mail yet, man. Nope, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'll just say that... Uh, while we were driving to fucking Texas, we were in the middle of a conversation, and Matthew just said, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> oh, no, we're on the road. Yeah, exactly. It was a little, it was a little disconcerting. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, say more when I have everything completely nailed down. No, we're not, not going to go into details, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it was very funny. It was it was a moment for me. Mm-hmm. I think for the next 20 minutes, you kept talking, and I didn't, I don't know a damn thing you said. Probably. <laughs> well, because you, you just like started reading your phone. Yes. Yes, uh, I did. And I just went, I just patiently went listening to the back to the, to the dollop. <laughs> as, I, as I had a small aneurysm. What's um, war? What's war? We're squirrels. Oh, we're we're squirrels. We're winning. <laughs> I'm on the ground now. But yes, Mr. Tyson, thank you very much for those questions. Thank you very much for being patrons. Thank you all your patrons for all the help and all the money and support you've given us. Thank you for, for listening to what we've been doing. Oh, I wanted to make sure that I gave a shout out to all the patrons um, by name. So I'm just going to go right down the list. Some people use their real names. Some people use pseudonyms. It's fine. Uh, Mr. Michael Tyson, we've already mentioned. Thank you again very much for being a patron. We have Daniel, Mr. James Davey. We have uh, uh, one of our new ones, Cheris. Thank you very much. We have Maurice, Morgan, Steel Condor. Thank you, Steel Condor. Oh, that's a sick-ass name. Yeah, yeah. Sick-ass name. Chris, Rick, Mr. Blackwolf. Thank you very much. That is also a sick name. Sick-ass. Belinda. Thank you very much. Raph. Uh, Alan Michael. Uh, Miss Abby. Abby Peterson. Abby. Yay. Mr. Mike Wilhelm. We've had him on the show. Uh, and uh, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Stanley, thank you all very much for being patrons. We appreciate it. Yeah, I could not have the equipment that I have now that we're using. Uh, they all look like black ice cream cones. They um, are. Um, 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 um. But thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. You keep the wet, you keep the lights on around here, and we appreciate that. And again, go out. We are always looking to expand this audience. So go out, tell your friends, get them on board. Have a good time. Be very selective with whatever episode you introduce them on. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> don't worry. We are looking for tw- in 2020. We are looking to go back to Momocon. We are looking back to go to Dragon Con. We had We're- a great time this year. Like Momocon, we actually had an audience. Momocon we- was fantastic. We had a lovely session zero. Yeah. Dragon Con, we had a we had we a had really full house. We had a full house cr- for Dragon Con. That was crazy. And not and you can't say that about actually a lot of the the podcasting track there. They had a good audience, but we were like packed. Room uh-huh. like there was only stand, standing room only after a certain point. That was point. great, but all right. So enough of the the gushing. Mm. Right, we got to get to actual a little bit of a meat on this uh, here drumstick. So let's gonna talk. Uh, somebody on Twitter, we were like, well, I was on Twitter was like, what should we do for a hundredth episode, everyone? 
and somebody brought on 100 hot takes. I think it was Mo. It was it Mo? I think it was Mo. Let me like look. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, somebody was like 100 hot takes or no, 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 uh, D, someone named D. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Mo's, uh, ah, cool. 100 rapid fire hot takes. We're not going to do 100. I have, I would likely, we would be our, it would be our last episode. I would say something (laughs) that would get us in a lot of trouble. You would listen to the episode and your podcaster, your phone would catch on fire if we went into 100 hot takes. So what we've decided on is the since it's so close to Xmas. Yes, Krampus Noct has gone, come and gone, but yeah. Xmas is yeah. still coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Krampus! what we're thinking about doing is the twelve hot takes of Christmas. Yep. Or and whatever non-denominational winter festival you, yeah, you choose yeah, yeah. to yep. yeah, burn. Twelve a tree. hot takes. That's what we're doing. Just everyone. burn a tree. I don't we're trying to burn do about four each. We're trying to do four each, and these will be tangentially related to, game, to gaming. And what we'll. Feel free. I mean, we're gonna give each other crap about it. What we can might argue our our point on it. Just before, guys. Like, yeah, we know there's a thousand caveats to everything we're about to say. <laughs> the thing is, we're trying to be kind of funny. We're doing a bit here. We're doing guys, a bit of a bit just here. Buy into the bit, and and everyone will be fine. Also, sometimes stuff that's funny can also be true. Yep, <laughs> that's actually why a lot of comedy works. So I'll start. All right, Mr. Man. You came prepared, unlike the rest of us. Oh, well, it was being mean, so of course I I was ready. Uh, Nostalgia is cancer, and it makes you act like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I get it. And shovel shit into your mouth, and that's why they keep making remakes. Fair enough. No, I can can see that. There There didn't need to be another Rocco's Modern Life. There doesn't need to be another Invader Zim. There doesn't need to be any of that shit that you liked from the aughts and 90s. Maybe just make something new, for Fuck fuck's you. sake. Fuck you, there needs to be more Invader Zim. Was it good? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. Oh, my, all right, all never right. mind. My entire argument <laughs> is invalid now. Nope, that's not true at all, actually. Yeah. Because whereas, you know, like I said, caveats all the way down, mm-hmm. we could think of a hundred, hundred, hundred mm-hmm. times, you know, where it just didn't work out. That's true. Yep. They remade MacGyver, guys. Fucking MacGyver. Yeah, that's right. They made it a new, another television show, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, they I don't watch re- normal TV. They just anymore. released the trailer for Ghostbusters three. Uh, it's, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. I'm. We'll see. Yeah, you know, it's Finn Wolfhard. That was that Paul Rudd I saw in there. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Okay. Yeah, I know. I need to. I, I still haven't seen the twenties. Me neither. I th- I th- I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Well, what uh, have you seen? 2016 Ghostbusters. Yeah, the 2016 Ghostbusters that everyone oh, was yeah, so you, had their panties we, in a wad about. Let's end, let's end it there. Matt. Yeah, let's just go ahead and end, end it there. there. All right, because I have I like movies, so All right, I'm very so critical. I'm going to go with one of my hot takes, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, gaming, particularly when it comes to LARPing. Ooh, ooh God! Ninety uh, percent of arguments made from the moral high ground are absolute garbage, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just you trying to justify being shitty. And superior to something that is different from what you like. Uh, give the example you gave me, because I, I, I was um, curious about what you meant by that. People who get really fucking up in arms and like to throw around uh, the, the language of, of uh, classism uh, in relation to like higher end LARPs. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a real thing you've had to run into? You, you know I have. I, I've heard it. I've heard it. I, really? I've heard it. It, it it so so like some people have very nuanced reasonable arguments about how you know 
about, you know, where and when it's good and when it's appropriate uh, and whatnot. But some people just want to hate on it because, you know, they they can never they can't afford it or they they are opposed to the idea of it of it being something this something being expensive or they don't like one or two people that are involved for whatever uh, reason. So I can say about Jackalope and I won't say where I had this conversation, but by way of another person, I heard that can't, there are some people in the one of the many rock paper scissors clubs. It Probably is the Mind's Eye Society. We're shitting on Jackalope. Yeah, well, because with some total here, like basically like that thing that you could say about it, it's like, well, I heard their staff has some toxic elements, and it's like, how would you know that? <laughs> how would you know that? I mean, there are, there are ways that people could construe that, but given what I know about the people involved in Jackalope, and given you know having this, met them all, the cesspit that can can come out of the Mind's Eye Society and 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 par- and World of the Darkness parlor arps. I, I just hate not pe- saying that it's inherent, but it can be a cesspit, and you all know it's true. Um, I, I just, yeah, I kind of feel for this one using the, the using the language of empathy mm-hmm. to and try to enforce your worldview on people. Yeah, uh, or or disparage uh, other people's fun uh, because you you think that it's it's tech classist. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, like people have different people have, and not everything you can't you can't have everything. Nope, you can't be not, involved in everything. It's not you have no entitlement to have everything at your level. Yeah, and you know that that sucks. And yes, we should. Oh. There, you know, there are countries where people can run super fun, expensive LARPs and get a government grant for it. Um, this isn't one of them. This isn't one of them. So I mean, that's just not the situation. Also, in asking for you, in asking a blockbuster or a bespoke LARP. To charge less money, you're asking creators to make art for free, or yep. for way below what they should be. What they should for. be. You're, I mean, at a certain level, like it's you know, you're just you just you just don't want that form of art to exist because you can't do it at a, you cannot do it below a certain budget, uh, and it is what it is. Uh, uh, yeah, pe- people people make their choices, and you know. It actually undermines the whole concept of what a blockbuster LARP is kind of defined as by by getting by asking by saying you want it to be for cheaper because they need that money to give you the experience of what it is to be a and, blockbuster. And LARP. when you have blockbuster LARPs that do things like sponsored and scholarship tickets, mm-hmm. uh, that you know they they understand that the price point is an issue for some people and they want to make it accessible to other people, uh, to people who are aren't aren't of of a certain you know financial level then i think it's just i think it's just being shitty for being shitty sake yeah you you want to feel superior about yourself so you wanted to you wanted to cry another person's art form uh and i think that you know and you like there's 90 percent. like i said 90 percent of the arguments about it are bullshit they're bullshit and it's about feeling superior and feeling Trying to feel better about your own situation. And, I mean, we're using the else. bespoke LARP thing as a, as a sort of an example because it's something we've, uh, well, obviously Scott has mm-hmm. run into this. I have heard, you know, hearsays and whatnot, but this is, yeah, people arguing from the moral high ground, probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my hot take, uh, because I ha- thank you for talking because now I could th- think of mine, is, um, yeah, when you're gaming, the player's not obligated to have their story finished or to win all the time. 
That's my hot take. I'm sorry. I know there we we especially come from a lot of of that idea of we should tell our characters have stories and arcs and everything. I'm like, no, maybe your character sucks and sometimes you're gonna fail and you're not gonna get the thing you want. It it blows, and I have nothing but sympathy for you, but. If you did everything right but still failed, that's not something to cry. You still told a story, and there are things to learn from that. There are things to learn from that in a very real, personable way that you should use going forward because real life is not not that at all. You don't get your arc. You don't get your story in real life. So it's a lesson to be learned for life. That's my hot take on that. No one gives a hot shit about how much your character likes having sex <laughs> and no one has ever wanted to hear you talk about it. It's like hearing, listen to someone else's dreams. I don't, yeah. I don't really care about how you're using this to try on being a man whore or lady whore. I don't care. Just we're, do, we're doing something here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Unless I buy in. Unless, unless that's, I'm, unless that was what was on the label, man. Yeah. Unless yeah. that's what's on the label. And 99.9% of the time it ain't. <laughs> or you want to invite me into your boudoir for some uh, for some hair ruffling and rubbing our arms together. Right. You know, you know I, just, I just don't don't make it my business. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's just fucking polite company, man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Uh, OK, my hot take number two uh, is that uh, this is particularly true. A thing in in Boffer LARP plot dodgers are boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people who are, are who just who who want to avoid what's going on uh, and are proud and are proud of it and who just, you know, who don't want to get involved in anything. You're boring. It's just I'm sorry. Why are you here? And I'm glad if you you're, if you're just here to swing pipe and throw packets and not not engage with what the people who are pouring their life and energy into the game to create engaging plots. See what we talked about earlier if, about money. Yeah. If if we are if you're truly that uninterested, what the fuck are you doing here? It, I'd you, rather I would rather someone quit than just be a barnacle uh, yeah. And not get involved. I, in, I can in mostly agree with that. I'm okay with that most of the time, just because most of those people are wallflowers, and that they they they're just there. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to think about them, and you can focus your energy on the people you know will be involved. But I understand exactly yeah. what you mean. Well, yeah, but then they compl- the, but the, then the, the, these are the people who who like to nitpick and complain about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also part of their complaints is that no one wants to talk them up. It's sourced in. This is about to get horrifying. Oh, my. Um, we, uh, we did put the disclaimer. I mean, let's be real here. I mean, maybe nothing happens to you because you're thoroughly unlikable. I'm just saying oh, it can me. happen. Woo-hoo. If you if you like sit there scowling and like don't have anything nice to say ever and everything is taken as if you're on the defensive, which, you know, I'm not saying any names, but I've known a hundred of you. Um, <laughs> uh if you answer every question or anything as if it's an attack on your person, I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe you're lonely for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ooh, that is a little spicy. Uh, we're getting a little indigestion here, I think. Fuck it. The hot takes. I could be talking about 
any, any person in any LARPing community or any tabletop community anywhere on this fucking planet. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And, and yep. if we go to Mars, there'll be people who are <laughs> shitty about it there, too. There will be a Dollar General, a Waffle House, and some people who are bad at LARPing. <laughs> All right, uh, so that was your second one? That was one. my second hot take, yeah. I think I'm trying to, I'm cooking mine up right now. I think my second hot take is, um... All right, I'm going to do this. Uh, games without, like, hard mechanics are just navel-gazing. Like, there needs to be something hard and fast. Just has to be dice. It could be a lot of other things. But I like it. I I, I can get I can get down with that because I'm sorry. I, I love Amber. I think Amber is a wonderful like like wonderful. solid setting. What a thought exercise that a game lot is. of great great ideas. And I understand exactly why they did they did. But man oh man, I'm like no, this needs a little more juice. And I think modern game design could do a lot do well by Amber. I think a I would, lot of stuff. I would absolutely I'm I'm eager to see the the time when John Wick does his uh, Shadows Blood and Shadows. Uh also okay kindergartner. Um, <laughs> that's that's fine. You get to play with your 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 rolly clacky clacks. That's cool. I love my rolly clack clacks. Fuck you. I love my clack clacks. Even when they betray me, I still <laughs> love them. Yeah, see, like you can never in Amber, you can never have that excuse. It's true. When you fail, uh, it's when you fail, you. when you fail, it's it's a thousand percent your own fault. And I do appreciate that on some level. I honestly do. <laughs> I honestly do. But I think there could be more meat on them bones to really make it a robust experience. Well, it's like what a thirty-year-old game. Yes, I, yeah, that's why on. I'm like, that's why I don't give it too much shit because it's kind of almost not relevant. It, it, it's a thirty-year-old game, but it still does exactly what it needs to. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can. To play, it, it's it's purpose built and and really fucking focused. What are you talking about bespoke? But I'm think, but a modern take on it could probably because we've we've learned a lot. Uh, we've learned a lot, and we could, we could we could put some some new fire in those boats. Anyway, yeah, no. anyway, that was my hot take. Like mechanics are not not a bad thing, and they should be in most most systems. Okay. Oh, I think I know what my third t- hot take is. I know is. what my third one I don't is. actually have my fourth one ready, but I'll oh, figure it no. out. Oh, no. I have my third one. Yeah, get your third, third one, one, man. The Gamers Nuremberg defense is completely valid if your table is garbage. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate the, gar- name, uh, the Gamers Nuremberg defense. I fucking hate it. But if you're at, like, a con game and everyone is fucking, this is, is a fucking alt-right shithead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking, I'm talking, listen, dude, I have been in games where... The, the person who's Nuremberging is the person who's like, I'm a good character and you're not really giving me an out here and I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. So if the gamer's Nuremberg is I don't engage with what you're doing because I I find what's happening weird, gross, and wrong, mm-hmm. I've been there for that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may, I may, that may be my fourth, my fourth hot take on that thing because... Honestly, I understand the the gamers Nuremberg defense of like I'm only doing what my character would do, and some of that there is a measure of validity in that because if you want authenticity of the experience of it's it's when you're the the, the true gamers Nuremberg yeah defense, it's I mean it's obviously is, is when you've committed war crimes essentially <laughs> when you're being a like, bad boy when you're being a bad boy and saying yes, that it's your character if you're being a bad actor and saying it's because my character would do it but yeah. You're I mean, using your character as an excuse for bad behavior. Oh, so I, I, I did kind of misnomer it. I will, let's say, it's what my character would do as a completely mm-hmm. valid defense if your table is shit. Because yeah. the Gamers Nuremberg has a lot of context behind it. Yes. All right, here's my, here, the third one I think is probably like my most nuclear. 
Oh shit! All right, bring uh, it because, on, man. Because it, it's 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 spicy. Are we in DefCon one? Yeah, we're pretty pretty. Uh, yeah, one one's the big one. So, rules designers, people who design rules for role playing games. Yep. While they're in rules designer space, like when that when when they're engaged in their craft, are a fucking nightmare. Yes, I will totally agree with you. They are a fucking nightmare to deal with. Just. On any level, when they're in rule space, uh, because good God, ego gets involved. All right, so I won't lie. Uh, Scott just posted a picture of me on Facebook and just labeled it. Oh yeah, I tagged you. Yeah, I tagged you hard. <laughs> there, you're not the only one. No, I know. We have we as a weird, weirdly enough, have had the just the truest pleasure to you're, know many designers. You are life. you are by no means the worst that that we know personally. Yes, yeah, true. Um, you know, not telling tales, but good. God, there's some evil fuckers. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm i not going to deal with that ever again. Yeah. It's just not fun. I'd rather have friends with people, be friends with people. Yeah, designing games can be laborious. It's a laborious task. You draw, you put so much effort into it, both from an artistic point of view and from just like an analytical point of view, that it can make people into small, like monsters. It can really do, if they don't have a good. If they don't have a good perspective on things, and I, you know what, I don't even think that it's possible to have a good perspective on it. Just, I'm sure there's some there's some magical unicorns out there, uh, but I've never <laughs> seen them. Yeah, like fair. it's all they've always they've always got me got me riled up and and not wanting to deal with them in some way or another. Yeah, <sighs> it happens when you get when you're programming for too long too. It's kind of the same because your head is so far outside of the context of human interaction mm-hmm. that you st- that you're not you're seeing the fucking code of the matrix man you know the yeah. truth there there there's there the the spirit can take you i hate to use that religious terminology but the spirit can take you and unfortunately no one else can it's harder for other people to write to you and then bad things start happening indeed uh but that's definitely worthy worthy call out there i i'll i'll definitely cop up to that one love you matthew yeah I know. you're not it's the fun. worst yeah i know I'm not the worst. Hopefully, I'll get better. That takes a lot of practice. Um, what would be... Oh, I had it, and I lost it, and now I have... Um, this is my third hot take. Hmm. And this is not... This is not, This is my third one. This is not super controversial, but I think it definitely needs to be reiterated several times and put on a fucking billboard. Gaming, especially LARPing, is not life. Do not fall into the trap. Of thinking LARP is how you get be, make a satisfying life. Okay. It's not spicy. Um I think well that's the thing. It's like you can look you can you can you can spice it up a little bit of going just because you're cool at LARP doesn't make you a cool person. Just because you're good at the LARP doesn't mean you're a good person. Yeah, your achievements don't necessarily carry over. Yeah. Just uh, because you think you're a good person doesn't mean the things that you do are good. Yeah. Oh, sorry, um, that's a woo. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that's that's part of it. In because I've always seen because I look at LARPing and role playing as a way of growing personally, and I could definitely see falling into the trap of oh, I'm doing really game good in this game. I must be doing good overall in my life, and in some weird respect, of you probably are if you're about that. But like. You need to leave the game and like actually experience life and like have a like read a book, walk, go traveling, I do, do know something. Of, I write do a know book. of LARPers who don't read books. They uh, that upsets me. 
Right. It's 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 the idea of don't get fall into the trap and the hot take is and and it, it I've seen it way too much. I would in go my with, experience. Like side take take 3.5. If you don't read fiction, you're a boring role player. Yeah. <laughs> That's my 3.5 hot take. <laughs> if you're going to be a role player, you need to understand fictional tropes. You need to learn how to be in other people's shoes and reading is really good for that. Also, uh you probably can't tell a story better than a guy who gets paid to do it, so you should probably figure out what's hack. Anyway, <laughs> on to number four. Speaking of hack, no one should ever, ever, ever make a Tolkien-esque fantasy role-playing game ever again. It will never be good. No one will ever make a good one. It can't mm-hmm. be done. You, you, Good fucking luck. There, it would be a very rare day when that happened. They'd have to, like, for their, I, I will say that for there to be a Tolkien-esque role-playing game that's good... You need to go deep into the guts of Tolkien, like a game about like how trying to hold on to life is bad. Like, the, well, the the whole the whole like core of it is that immortality is a curse. Yes, and it's terrible. Yep, and that you know life is brief and it's beautiful because of that. And if you want to go get those Tolkienian themes, which have very little to do with flashing swords and weird weird and elves, wizard wind, wizard, weird angel wizard, wizard nonsense, right. Like, if you want to go, like, I'm deep into Tolkien spirituality, sure. Where is it? I want to see it. Yeah, but most of the time, bro. It's not that. It's just some elves and shit. It's just some elves and dwarves Elves and, and orcs shit. and shit. And I'm Obviously. tired of that shit. Dungeons and Dragons slash Pathfinder, whichever is your poison, last iteration, don't bother trying anymore. Because hmm. all you can do is make interesting iterations on the systems and imp- implementation of it, but... The actual setting and like how it it's not a setting functions. Yeah, it's it's not like yeah. your setting is boring most likely because it has the same shit that's been around for a hundred and fifty years being rehashed in a slight. It's like oh now the elves are a death cult. Mm. Thanks Eberron. Great. <laughs> that sounds interesting because I never actually read that. A lot being about said, Eberron. last month in Australia they had a freeform Hobbit LARP where it was just wholesome. Yeah, but that's you know just what? I'm, I'm cool with it because I drink myself silly yeah, and eat, you eat too pie. much fucking Yeah, food. well, if you consider... Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, hold on. I'm not... <laughs> hold on. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, a lot of people consider eating too much and drinking LARPing, too. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that, that, right. that is true. 4.5. I love it. 4.5 hot take. Guess what? Oh, 5.5. LARPing isn't exercise. It isn't. If you don't do something... If you do it once a month, you're not exercising. You need to. I, but I've known people who've done LARPing nearly every weekend. That's, that's actually fu- exercise. that's fucking exercising because that's if you're an actual if you're actually swinging pipe the entire time. You're not just chilling out. I hey, when I was a young man in my, the best shape of my life, I basically LARPed almost every weekend and went to the gym twice a week, and uh, I was in great shape. <laughs> All right, my fourth and and holiest of hot takes. Uh, the, the 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 Christmas Eve of hot takes because I think you got Christmas Day of hot. Takes. Yes, I do have the Christmas Day of uh, hot Christmas takes. Eve of hot takes. Oh, now now it's just ramped up the expectation. I know Thanks, you got to be fucking golden. Uh, uh, yeah, you, all the presents and pie and and, and, Colonel, and, Sanders. and Colonel Sanders come, come yeah. in come in and know me better, man. Mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's Christmas Day. Um, Shut up, Tim. Tim, you're dead. So here's my here's 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 the old holy night. Um, most of the people who are have problems with V5 are a bunch of stodgy old fucks who are just complaining because things aren't the way it used to be when they were young and vital and relevant. I'm sorry about the ED. That doesn't mean the book's bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? There, there, there are beings in that book that are just like that. And they're the bad guys. Yep. They're the things holding everything back and making the world shitty. Yep. Great. Beyond just uh, the necessity uh, of actually okay, having vampires go exist. Keep playing V20. V20's nice. It's fine. But V5 is the new fucking hotness. And it will be because as much as we don't like the... We like the... Oh, you can play any edition you want. And I totally understand that and respect that. Yes, you can play any edition you want. But if you want to be what you consider pop culturally relevant, you have to... You have to always be iterating. Also, why, why are you trying to rewrite the Drist books over and over again, for eh. fuck's sake? Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. There's a cast of very important... Like, how many more stories are there to tell in, in the dark days of 1999? <laughs> like, I'm just... Well, it's just... I'm sorry. Like, hunger is better than blood points. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just better. And yeah, they... Oh, no. The Nosferatu would have never got punk like that. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would because they're old and stodgy and and, and set they in their ways. The they're not they're not listening to their children who who tell them that they need to have better opsec on this thing that they need that no no dad I need the five million dollars to update this thing. Yeah, and also human beings. What I love is they got teeth back. Mm-hmm. Humanity has teeth yeah. back. I don't know. That's you, the point. Yeah, you see this. Okay. Oh, okay. We're gonna have the Shrek net conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the NSA is a thing. Yeah, um, they're. They literally took down a nuclear facility by hacking into the con- the fan controls <laughs> of a thing and making like the cooling systems fuck up and blew and like fucked up a reactor in Iran. The NSA can do that. They can do anything. They have a black fund that they can basically have any amount of money out of. So you're telling me that the smartest smartest people with the most malicious intent, who have with the almost limited resources, and who, let's face it, have the fucking technocracy at their back. That's true. They have drones. They have like they have technology that in night in when Shreknet was created, couldn't have dreamed it. It was its own like we. It's its own weird science fiction now. So yeah, they have. It can happen. The NSA it can totally happen. The, the NSA knowing that vampires exist, which. You yeah, know. they all portions of them always did, but now that they have been directed to do something about it, mm-hmm. yep, you, you bet. Yeah. There's a wider swath of them that are actively aware of you, and, and you are a threat. And there are, you know, get, look there, and people who like to bitch about the fact that oh, there are mysteries. We don't. The reason why all these things aren't happen doesn't make any sense, and it's not been explained fully, and it's not a complete product because I don't know everything about what's happening now. No, it's a new fucking edition. It's a new fucking edition that moves things forward and they're trying to maintain some mystery that's the way of it by the fucking books yeah because they want to remove away from the the the, the clogged meta plot so you can have like four hour arguments about what was one person was doing in this one area oh now I mean, dealing now, with this one pro- mystical problem now that being said some of the v5 shit stuff has not been good yeah cameron anarch book overall not great but, but they, the, the controversy surrounding them was nonsense. It was there was per, a lot of person. nonsense. There was a lot of nonsense. There a was lot a li- of, there was a little bit of validity to it, and they fucking took care of it. A mm-hmm. lot of and a lot of posting pictures of text completely out of context without mm-hmm. anyone reading the actual chapters, and it's like, man, this is a fiction in a fiction of a person who would say these things and is talking about a report. Yeah. So if you type paragraphs on the internet whenever V five comes up in uh, on Facebook, you are a stodgy, out of touch elder. Uh, and Man, gonna, I super, I'm gonna laugh at you. I super just I ignore like you. you. I super ignore you. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if someone like, 
If I see like three shit posts in a row, I just hide you. Yeah, and the and the art is fine. The art is fine. It's new, and it's oh, it's not Tim Bradstreet. It's not weird comic comic book. Uh, you know, super yeah, that's super is, but that's super nineties. No, it's different. It's different, and it's it's whatever. Also, it's cheaper, or because it's altered photographs. Not all of it. No, no, no. I'm saying is the reason they're going to <clears throat> more games are going to alter photographs. Much cheaper and faster True. to turn around. But you know what? The aesthetic, the, the, I like. Well, it's super it's, fitting for uh, whoever that lovely young woman is on the cover of that book. Mm-hmm. I hope you're beautiful forever. Uh, <laughs> I'll be oh beautiful forever. Yes, you will. Um, I got, oh no, now Christmas Day. Christmas has Day, come. bring us all the presents. I don't know. Kano Sanda-san. I want I'm a Satsuma. I'm not a mean person. Give, well, no, we're ta- we're asking you to give us goodness and light. It, goodness and light. Oh. We're, we're just asking you to put down some hard truths about our entire hobby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so this is a bit of a hot take. It Real racism is not okay. However... Fantasy racism is perfectly valid in the right setting to do in your role-playing game. Bigotry is a part of life, and some people will, and you can have characters that are for and against certain things, but as long as everyone of the the players at the table are aware of it and are okay with role-playing through it, go have fun. It's usually okay in a tabletop game. It's way harder to pull off at a LARP. Oh, yes. Um, it, and then when I, I did quantify fantasy bigotry, not real life bigotry, um, be just because that yeah, can be, I mean, that's not good. I mean, even, I mean, if everyone's on board for it, like Velvet Noir yes. is a game that's, there's some fucking bigotry going on in that yes. game, but everyone there is there for that because they want to wrestle with it. Um, which is the reason why I say it's okay for in a role-playing game is because the part of of role playing is to put yourself in someone else's shoes is and to explore potentially aspects of your personality. A lot of people repress a lot of things in their self. Sometimes you need an outlet for those things so that you can properly put it in context in your own What mind. he's trying to say is there's a bunch of fragile white men out there who need to understand what being victimized actually feels like. Well, yeah, it's also they're doing it's, good. It's also under, it's also the reverse of people putting in a place of power and being and then having then doing that to other people going, oh, this is why it's not a good thing to do to other people. All, or this uh, is how it bad it makes me feel in real life. I have watched people like go megalomaniac just at the drop of a hat with the just the the just the tiniest thimble of of authority, authority and power, and they just lose their goddamn minds. And I th- and it's, I I think that it's good to have that in a fictional setting, yes. so that they can under so that I can jovially tell them how much of an asshole they were, instead of being like, I know this is your job, person who's directing this contract, but you're being a giant dick right now. <laughs> and, and and I think that's the root of empathy is to understand and put yourself in those situations, both on the aggressor, defender, and aggressors end, so that you can better understand of how that happens in real life. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen people who are real poor in real life get real rich in game. And oh boy! Yep, 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 yep. My yep. fake money. Mm. I work for it. That's mine. My, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, so I'm gonna get super angry if you do something out of line. Yeah, and and that's why I say Ooh-wee. it's okay. Obviously, with caveats, but it's just the idea of 
Uh, yeah, so, those are perfectly valid narrative tools uh, use. Don't overuse them, but they're perfectly valid. And try valid and learn use. something from it. And, and, yes. And, you know, yeah, just be, don't, be self-aware about how, don't, how don't the power do is affecting it, you. Don't do it to be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> don't do, do, don't do, do it just something. for the sake of doing it. Do it if it drives something forward and makes things more interesting. Much like every, like, yeah, at a, at a small tabletop thing, there should be no forbidden topics, honestly, unless everyone has agreed. Like, if everyone's agreed that there's a forbidden topic, the doy, if, yeah. you know, but, like, most of all, most of the time, just, you know, whatever works, man, yep. go with it. Yep. yep. Uh, the reason I brought this up is in uh, Osric, my dwarf, is a little bit of a racist towards goblins. And, and we, we give him shit for it, and we're slowly chastising him into silence. Yes. <laughs> which is, just shut up. Okay, boomer. Which yeah, is which is, is what we should okay do dwarf. with all racists. Yes. Make them feel... Okay, dwemer. Okay, dwemer. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Good one. That's a nice deep cut. I like it. All right. That was our 12 and plus hot so, takes of Christmas. Listen, sometimes it's a weird calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Ad, the you Advent, you got candy. None of it's real. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is us. Again, thank you very much, audience members. Thank you very much, patrons. If you had anything to say about all our hot takes, feel free to email us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, man. Yeah, if you're dude. unreasonable, we'll read them in a funny voice. As yes, I've, I've been promising for as long as we've had Patreon, if you say something out of line or outright ridiculous, I will make fun of you for it yep. in a very silly voice. Yes. And I have so many voices, guys. You guys haven't even heard most of them. Yeah, that's true. I, wa- I want to bring those voices out. So Yeah, you know. I mean, Bring on the hate. We can inflict slime boot upon them. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Cheese it! Oh, yeah, you'll Cheese get- it! Oh, yeah, I'll just do the... You'll get Kuno's now part of my Kuno, yeah. is now part of my repertoire as just oh. the, just the most disgusting young English boy that you can be, yeah. uh, and Slime Boot will be there for my shrill mm-hmm. thinks he's smarter than you guys. All right, well, <sighs> we will see everyone later. Thank you very much for for being with us in these hundred episodes, and here is to potentially a hundred more. Oh shit! So from everyone here, at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Or roll some dice. Hello, everyone. Just wanted to let you all know, if you want to email us, you can at polyhesionpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get in contact with us via Twitter, you can contact us at polyhedroncast. And if you want to contact me, I am at bioimportance. If you want to get in contact with me directly, I'm at divismallcap. And I'm a hermit, so just email the show, please. Also, in addition, if you really like the show and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Give us a buck a month. You get a lot more content, and it will really help us out. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.